Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. Are you ready for some thrills? It is me, Damien Barr, welcoming you to another Salon exclusive, where you get to be the first to hear about the upcoming books that we are most excited about. And as hinted at broadly by me, this week's book is a thriller. It is The Push by Ashley Audrain. The Guardian calls it a blockbusting debut about the dark side of motherhood and the Sunday Times describes it as an inventive twist on the psychological thriller. We love anything or anyone that pushes the boundaries and the push definitely does that. It combines edge of your seat suspense, properly will keep you up, and a very complex protagonist and it's just really well written. So here is Ashley with a reading from The Push. Hi, I'm Ashley Audrain, and I'm thrilled to be reading an excerpt from my novel, The Push, for listeners of Damien Barr's Literary Salon. I'm going to read from the very beginning of the novel, where our main character, Blythe, is sitting in her car on Christmas Eve, parked outside of a home. And in that home, she's watching, you know, the family inside, enjoying their celebratory evening, This family used to be her family. It is her ex-husband, his new wife, their toddler son, and Blythe's daughter. The push is written in a sort of second-person voice, and so it is Blythe speaking directly to her ex-husband about their life together and her side of the events that have happened. And so you'll hear me refer to you in this passage, you being her ex-husband. Your house glows at night like everything inside is on fire. The drapes she chose for the windows look like linen, expensive linen. The weave is loose enough that I can usually read your mood. I can watch the girl flip her ponytail while she finishes homework. I can watch the little boy toss tennis balls at the 12 foot ceiling while your wife lunges around the living room in leggings, reversing the day's mess. Toys, back in the basket, pillows back on the couch. Tonight, though, you've left the drapes open, maybe to see the snow falling, maybe so your daughter could look for reindeer. She's long stopped believing, but she will pretend for you, anything for you. You've all dressed up. The children are in matching plaid, sitting on the leather ottoman as your wife takes their picture with her phone. The girl is holding the boy's hand, You're fiddling with the record player at the back of the room and your wife is speaking to you, but you hold up a finger. You've almost got it. The girl jumps up and your wife, she sweeps up the boy and they spin. You lift a drink, scotch. You sip it once, twice, and then slink from the record player like it's a sleeping baby. That's how you always start to dance. You take him. He throws his head back. You tip him upside down. Your daughter reaches up for daddy's kiss while your wife holds your drink for you. She sways over to the tree and adjusts a string of lights that isn't sitting quite right. And then you all stop and lean towards one another and shout something in unison, some word perfectly timed, and then you all move again. This is a song you know well. Your wife slips out of the room and her son's face follows robotically. I remember that feeling of being the needed one. 
matches. She comes back to light the candles on the decorated mantle, and I wonder if the snaking fir boughs are real, if they smell like the tree farm. I let myself imagine, for a moment, watching those boughs go up in flames while you all sleep tonight. I imagine the warm, butter-yellow glow of your house turning to a hot, crackling red. The boy has picked up an iron poker and the girl gently takes it away before you or your wife notices. The good sister, the helper, the protector. I don't normally watch for this long, but you're all so beautiful tonight and I can't bring myself to leave. The snow, the kind that sticks, the kind she'll roll into snowmen in the morning to please her little brother. I turn on my wipers, adjust the heat and notice the clock change from 7.29 to 7.30. This is when you'd have read her, the Polar Express. Your wife, she's in the chair now and she's watching the three of you bounce around the room. She laughs and collects her long, loose curls to the side. She smells your drink and then puts it down. She smiles. Your back is to her so you can't see what I can, that she's holding her stomach with one hand, that she rubs herself ever so slightly and then looks down that she's lost in the thought of what's growing inside of her. They are cells, but they are everything. You turn around and her attention is pulled back to the room, to the people she loves. She'll tell you tomorrow morning, I still know her so well. I look down to put on my gloves. And when I look back up, the girl is standing at your open front door. Her face is half lit by the lantern above your house number. The plate she's holding is stacked with carrots and cookies. You'll leave crumbs on the tile floor of the foyer. You'll play along, and so will she. Now she's looking at me sitting in my car. She shivers. The dress your wife bought her is too small, and I can see that her hips are growing, that her chest is blooming. With one hand, she carefully pulls her ponytail over her shoulder, and it's more the gesture of a woman than a girl. For the first time in her life, I think our daughter looks like me. I put down the car window and I lift my hand a hello, a little secret hello. She places the plate at her feet and stands again to look at me before she turns around to go inside to her family. I watch for the drapes to be yanked closed for you to come to the door to see why the hell I am parked outside your home on a night like tonight. And what really could I say? I was lonely. I missed her. I deserved to be the mother inside your glowing house. Instead, she prances back into the living room where you've coaxed your wife from the chair. While you dance together close, feeling up the back of her shirt, our daughter takes the boy's hand and leads him to the center of the living room window. Like an actor hitting her mark on the stage. They were framed so precisely. He looks just like Sam. He has his eyes and that wave of dark hair that ends in a curl, the curl I wrap around my finger over and over again. I feel sick. Our daughter is staring out the window, looking at me, her hands on your son's shoulders. She bends down and kisses him on the cheek. And then again, and then again, the boy likes this affection. He's used to it. He's pointing to the falling snow, but she won't look away from me. She rubs the top of his arms as though she's warming him up like a mother would do. You come to the window and kneel down to the boy's level. 
You look out and then you look up. My car doesn't catch your eye. You point to the snowflakes like your sun and you trace a path across the sky with your finger. You're talking about the sleigh, about the reindeer. He's searching the night, trying to see what you see. You flick him playfully under the chin. Her eyes are still fixed on me. I find myself sitting back in my seat. I swallow and finally look away from her. She always wins. When I look back, she's still there watching my car. I think she might reach for the curtain, but she doesn't. My eyes don't leave her this time. I pick up the thick stack of paper beside me on the passenger seat and I feel the weight of my words. I've come here to give this to you. This is my side of the story. Thank you. Ashley, you've left us all wanting more. Thank you so much. That was Ashley Audrain reading from her debut novel, The Push, which is published by Michael Joseph, an imprint of Penguin Random House. And they have got lots of exciting titles coming out this season. Uh, so do check out their authors. If you'd like a copy of The Push, the paperback edition is available now in your local bookshop. So run out to your indie, grab it, read it in one fitful night and contact us in the morning. In case you'd like to support our podcast, you can also get the book in our shop on bookshop.org. Please do share this episode with your pals that like thrillers. We'd love to hear from you, so do tag the Let Salon in your socials and let us know if you love the book as much as we do. And a copy of the book will be appearing in an upcoming giveaway. So subscribe to our newsletter on our website. You know how to find us. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it because I know how busy you are and I know your ears are precious. So thank you for listening and please do join us again soon.